Well, hello everyone. This is Jenny Clark streaming to you on my new podcast with a plethora of spiritual subjects. If you were with me on my previous podcast where I introduced myself, uh let me tell you this is day 55 of lockdown in India and I'm finally getting around to following my soul urge. This podcast idea was something I have put off for almost 2 years now. but i think everything has a time and a place so today we will be covering shamanism and the journey into the underworld so if you're listening to me fasten your seat belts and let's get on for this ride in the shamanic belief everything is alive and carries with it power and wisdom power animals are an essential component of shamanic practice the other familiars that aid in the power of the shaman and are essential for any venture undertaken by a shaman in india we have shamans called swami or swami ji which is a more respectful term their practice uh, includes oils and mantras and herbal remedies to cure pains aches and emotional uh, any form of emotional or psychological issue um they also use fresh herbs green leaves flowers bark roots and other specific generic medicinal forms as well as they may also use this uh, these ingredients as a nutrient i myself use tulsi leaves or holy basil in my green tea for fever stress and upset stomach i use uh, garlic and warm coconut oil for your pain that was my grandmother's remedy I sometimes use a dry ginger root and mix it with a tablespoon of honey for a sore throat and that gives me immediate relief. Uh turmeric and warm milk is also a good uh, cure for uh, cold and gives you instant relief. The use of turmeric uh, actually dates back to nearly 4000 years in Vedic culture. Most Indian recipes have always had a common ingredient of turmeric. Um In many parts of India when wedding invitations are sent people mark these invitation cards with a pinch of turmeric um this is considered auspicious in Indian households women bathe themselves with turmeric or uh, massage themselves with turmeric paste for its medicinal properties traditionally this was considered good for the skin i myself practice this as well i I use turmeric mixed with uh, yogurt and lemon with maybe a little bit of honey as well and uh, this really is a good massage as well as works wonders on the skin Indian shamans also suggest that their healing methods must be approached in all purity without consumption of all alcoholic beverages so as to get the best out of these remedies Most Indian shamans will not charge you for the healing but the medicine and the mantra is free personally it goes against my soul spirit to charge those who come to me uh, an indian healer prefers gifts of your choice in my case i don't ask for anything that's how i've always worked uh, shamanic practices also involve journeying into other realms while mythology varies from culture to culture there seems to be a common thread of three worlds Uh, so you have the upper world of the sky the middle world of the earth and the underworld in celtic shamanism this unseen reality is known as the other world and uh, in the australian aboriginal tradition 
the unseen world is known as uh, the dream time many shamanic traditions believe that unseen reality is divided into three separate worlds the lower world the upper world and the middle world the upper world is a place as a place uh, primarily where uh, shamanic spirit teachers will be found although animal spirits which are basically your power animals may also be found there as well the middle world is basically 3d the one in which we live on a day to day basis it includes all realms where time and space exist you can access your middle world through journey and this is where a shaman usually journeys for soul retrieval and for seeing things from the past it requires uh, great skills and is often reserved for those with experience in the other worlds because the middle world can be a dangerous place for the those who are uninitiated in the ways of the uh, shamanic ways the lower world is the home of the various helper spirits which are very often referred to as your power animals they come in the form of helpers and your protectors or defenders uh, for the shamanic practitioner when you journey with one of these personal power animals uh, you are often advised in most cases to use an accomplished uh, a practitioner uh, alongside you in the journey because uh, they will help you bring your power animal uh, with you uh, and the they have thorough knowledge of the shamanic uh, underworld so it's best to have somebody with knowledge of this practice and experience of this practice so that you don't get lost in in certain entities that may lurk in the underworld if you're not uh, schooled in it the ancestors of our past have often noted the symbolism of the tree in varied cultures where trees feature in the natural world and uh, the trunk being the middle world branches of the upper world and the roots are where the underworld this analogy of the world tree is present in several religions and mythologies particularly in indo-european religions siberian religions and native american religions i myself do try not to use uh, the symbolism of the tree in my uh, journey to the underworld and i will tell you why later on uh, during this podcast this spiritual geography is usually anchored by an axis mundi the world tree or the great central mountain this axis joins the above to the below and is always the center of the world a number of shamanic practices involve a journey into the underworld or below ground level and into the earth uh, this could be seen to relate uh, to the idea that is from this space that plants and trees seem to appear therefore journeying to the underworld is about journeying into the source into the beginning neolithic people actually created tombs in the underground to house uh, the remains of their ancestors so it makes sense that your underworld journey is linked to the idea of connecting with ancestral spirits the very term shaman has a very deep meaning it means or it supposedly means the one who knows a shaman is usually called by this name because uh he serves and he is called by this name by those he serves he will never identify himself by it however it is a title that has been earned and respected he works with spirits to do his healing work and divination 
and like in every school of thought there are those that embrace either the dark or the light however a good shaman usually battles the dark to serve the light or manipulates the dark to bring forward the light defining a shaman as one who knows may perhaps seem overly romanticized however it serves as a reminder that those who are called to be shaman and who are called shaman by their people are actually seen as those who know or those who have wisdom they are aware of healing they have knowledge of connecting they are experienced in ritual they can see spirit they know the root ways through which they can traverse other realms so let us look at how you can work or do your shadow work and how you can journey into the underworld Carl Jung once said everyone carries a shadow and the less it is embodied in the individual's conscious life the blacker and denser it is at all counts it forms an unconscious snag thwarting our most well-meant intentions uh though the underworld is a place of power and beauty it also reflects your life and spiritual connection uh there can be problems that may need sorting out if your journey strays or uh it stays and is restricted to power animals retrievals and exploration for fun you may not even be aware of problems in your underworld because you've been doing it for fun they are they are all, always obvious or not obvious and not always easy to detect um though the underworld is probably the most visited and best known of other world places it is often a paradox which is why i said they are obli- obvious and sometimes they are not obvious and it all depends on how serious you are in your shamanic journey almost every course on shamanism involves journeying into the underworld to find out its uh, true secrets and to reveal the few that you don't know those who learn the secrets of the underworld hold the key to truly transform their lives by rooting out negative patterns and for those eager to learn well the journey can be very interesting uh, while journeying the practitioner can follow the world tree up to the upper world a place of great teachers of of gods or spiritual beings which i just told you about or they can follow the roots of the world tree to the ground into the underworld a place of animal spirits and beings of nature among other things there is also area between where above and below meet which is a 3d world the middle world a place near our daily waking world the place where time and space exist different traditions and schools and individuals tend to color and share these uh kind of shade these areas um into a more detailed and specific geographical mapping but the basic pattern of the world mundi axis connecting to the center of the above and below is quite common the most important part of your awakening process for a modern day light worker should be a journey into the personal and conscious this can assist one to heal and regenerate one's shadow self You can also analyze your fears, your emotions and psychological projections if you have any. Uh you can also understand and have an in-depth uh knowledge and view of your dreams, your fantasies, your gifts and dormant creative potential. These are the vital elements that you will need to become a well-balanced healer. 
Following this, the path of our ancestors should also be explored. A journey we may undertake through exploration of meditation, legacies, myths and folklore. Because uh, there is usually a grain of truth buried in every story. One can also travel through astral journey. This journey into the beyond or the underworld, as shamans call it, can be a source of powerful insight and soul regeneration. In Egypt, texts were studied by initiates and used for visionary journeys into the underworld, uh, similar to the shamans. Familiarity with the underworld was critical to the portfolio of an Egyptian priest, and his mastery over psychic energy was considered to be um, crucial on the path toward Nirvana. In the Eleusinian mysteries of ancient Greece, a novice uh, experienced a spiritual metamorphosis during a dramatization of Persephone's descent to the underworld. The same visualization can be imbued and seen in the tarot template that we see in the major arcana today as uh, the fool's journey. Uh, we see a great many common themes of shadow work experience described in the myths of the Chels, Egypt, Greece and Mesopotamia as also in the Bible to enumerate a few. These have parallels with legends of many world cultures. The underworld has often been imagined as a place of darkness in the Bible. It is a symbol of fear, the place the soul travels to birth sins after death. We call it hell, but isn't hell on earth too? Well, <laughs> while in modern metaphysics it is believed that Akashic stores your past and present and future as touted by the sleeping prophet Edgar Cayce, this is not very dissimilar to the underworld. However, the Akashic is considered the higher realms of consciousness as opposed to the shadow work of the underworld which is the lower levels. Both are places you can journey to view your past or your future as the case may be. According to the Talmud of Judaism, the universe is made of seven heavens. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 2 to 4 says, I know a person in Christ whose 14 years was caught up in the third heaven, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows and I know that such a person, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows was caught up into paradise and heard things that are not to be told that no mortal is permitted to repeat. Now if you listen to this above passage, it may refer to a soul's journey, whether to the Akashic or the underworld or one of the seven gates of heaven. Interpretation is open to the reader or believer. The shamans of the Siberian kid saw the underworld as a seven layers with seven obstacles that they needed to overcome in their spiritual journey. In Indian Vedic teachings, the Kundalini uncurls through unblocking the seven chakras. Do you think these ancient teachings are any coincidence, my friend? To explore yet another avenue in the seven gates of the palace and the underworld described in Mesopotamian myth, wherein uh, through these gates goddess Inanna entered, discarding one article of clothing at every gate. The location of the underworld was often believed to be towards the west where the sun set. Uh, there also runs a similar core belief in Celtic mythology that the islands of the other world exist in the western sea as also believed in legends of Native uh, American cultures that narrate the soul's journey and um, its transit through the West.
Rivers are similar water bodies serve as a subliminal veil between our 3D world and the next. In Babylonian myths, the dead traversed a river upon entering the land of the dead. In Homer's Odyssey, Odysseus sailed across Oceanus at the end of the world to reach the entrance of Hades. There were several rivers in Hades, including the Archeron or Woe, Phlegeton or Fire, Lethe or Forgetfulness. Probably myth is reason as to why souls seemingly forget past lives. And then there is the sticks or unbreakable oaths. This legend I find to be one of the most powerful of all. Shadow work and its powers of transformation and rebirth are not to be feared. These are the roots of the tree of life as also depicted in the Kabbalah and the 22 pathways of life as also seen in the 22 cards of major arcana and tarot. As we see, our ancestors have left us hidden signs in every culture. Therefore, it is essential to anyone treading a spiritual path to explore that plethora of sleeping wisdom present and transform into the truest version of your higher self. Uh, the underworld is usually a place of virginal nature and pristine beauty. I say usually because uh, there are exceptions. Under certain circumstances, it can become dark and polluted by sorcery or black magic. But these are exceptions, not the rule. Normally, the underworld is natural, beautiful and untouched by human civilization. In the underworld, you will have different regions. You may find forests. You may find jungles, oceans, rivers, mountains and plains. Sometimes even deserts there. What you don't find in the underworld are cars, concrete buildings, roads and technology. If this is what you see when you journey to your underworld, then you have lost your way and have journeyed to the middle world by mistake. So if your underworld experience sounds like Alice in Wonderland, then it may not be the underworld after all. So what I'm telling you in effect is the middle world is not a safe place to be for a beginner, nor is it a place of empowerment. And this is why when you want to journey into the underworld, you need a practitioner with experience at hand and someone with integrity. So how will you get there? Now, if you want to access the underworld, uh, it is said shamans descended into the earth with their spirit body. I myself have used different methods and in doing so, we can visit various places to start. Uh, some teachers recommend starting your journey into the underworld at the World Tree. Also, as I have spoken earlier, the Axis Mundi. This, however, I have from experience noted is not a very safe method. Uh, you can ask why. Uh, the World Tree is a public place and everybody has knowledge and access to it. Not just everybody, every entity can visit it. If you create an entrance to your personal underworld, at the world tree anyone can get to your underworld and possibly uh, have access to it and create uh, create harm to you and your life now would you let your address lie around in a public place or would you give your house keys to a complete stranger would you leave your entrance of your underworld exposed and if you do that you can be this can be very very disastrous for you Someone with experience in shamanic tracking can easily find your entrance to your underworld by following your energetic footprint. 
a malignant sorcerer who gains access to your underworld can do great harm and in a worst case scenario could ruin your life. I would not be warning you of this if it wasn't a real and possible hazard. Unfortunately, I have personally experienced this as well and this comes from a moment of truth from me. A much safer way to get your underworld is to start at a personal safe place. You yourself can create your own safe place. Let me explain your uh, safe place for you. You can create your safe haven which will be uniquely yours and something very private to you because you yourself will build and design it. If you have never worked with a spiritual haven or a sanctuary but you want a journey then you should go ahead and create one. Visualization is the key. First think of a place where the earth is, Gaia is beautiful and you see a beautiful riot of colors, a wonderful serene place in nature where you would uh, feel completely safe. Do not choose an actual place from physical reality. Do not make your garden or stone of or stonehenge and your favorite place in the woods into your sanctuary. Uh, this is because this is out of the physical world. This is your underworld and cannot be a factual physical place. Because these are public places and there are people that can have access to it. All kinds of unwanted vibrations and forces can enter your inner worlds if you choose a place which is from a physical 3D dimension. So do not use a physical um, beautiful place which you feel is your safe heaven but create one which is mystical and beautiful in your visualization and make that into your sanctuary. In your mind make up a natural place of clean and pure a beauty a place where earth loves herself and in this underworld whatever you think can materialize so when you make this place up in your mind do it vividly and then it becomes real basically with your visualization you are creating a place on the astral planes and uh, with use you will give place um, you will get used to this idea of the space and the energy of this place becomes more um, transformative and actual it starts becoming energetic and the more you use your sanctuary or your safe haven the more real and more powerful it will become and you will start to own its vibration you should keep your safe place as secret as you would um, your passwords and your bank information Never take anybody to your safe place other than your power animals and your personal spirit guides. Never ever disclose how your safe place or your entrance to the underworld looks. Not even to your closest friends. Somewhere in your safe place you will find an opening into the earth. It could be some kind of a tunnel, it could be some kind of a cave or a valley leading to a crack between rocks or a hollow tree, tree trunk that leads down to the earth and that is how you will descend into the earth from your safe place you will eventually come out to the other side and find yourself in your personal underworld your underworld will be unique i would suggest you keep a diary of sorts everybody's underworld looks from this when you come down from that safe place you will find that the underworld looks different from anybody else's. 
even if you have not been to somebody else's underworld your underworld you should know is unique to you depending on your personal choices and past lives your underworld may, may look like the indian subcontinent or the amazon forest or um, north america alaska scandinavia or any other region of this earth you may have mixed cultural regions in your underworld you never know it is a vast place to explore take notes of your journey so that in time you will have a mapping of your own little underworld if you are like me in time you will have a map of your underworld and you may have temples and shrines of your personal deities in your underworld always ensure that these are sacred spaces and they are protected and well maintained nothing polluting these shrines of your underworld should ever step into your spiritual space your underworld should remain pristine and unspoiled if it is dark sullied or polluted in any way or if you find any traces of darkness dark magic sorcery and uh, you have some serious work to do then so beware of any changes energetic changes you will know it once you start joining there often enough if you find anything that gives off a whiff of something fishy uh, rest assured that something is wrong always trust your instincts as you grow spiritually your underworld will become brighter and more uh, vivid and vibrant conversely any dark forest at work in your immediate um, 3d environment will show up somewhere in your underworld these dark forces uh, that show up in your underworld may uh, have good shape look beautiful vibrant and will feel good but be vigilant and keep your underworld good in a good state because uh, everything is shape shifting in the underworld a lush vegetation you may also find life forms in the underworld and these are also unique to you uh, let's look at also the, under, uh, the inhabitants in your underworld you will find many animals in your underworld most of them are friendly and some are your power animals when an animal is fierce and aggressive or goes out of its way and is trying to block you or form a hurdle in for you going ahead then they have something important or to say to you or you are not in strong enough you may have to resist or fight it uh it also depends you will have to trust yourself but do not take an unfriendly animal with hostile behavior as your power animal uh in the journey of the underworld as with all journeying you must use your intuition and your brains if something feels uh askew or wrong be wary however religious conditioning can sometimes bring a strong negative feeling against a friendly helpful being if you fear a certain animal that is your power animal you may be unprepared venture forth with an open mind so if you can uh, find your power animal you will be able to find your power center without fear christianity has labeled some animals as evil the snake being the first and foremost and there are other world religions as well which have uh, take certain animals to be a uh, uh fearful or evil the snake is 
however, a sacred animal to the goddess in Hinduism and a symbol of Kundalini awakening when Shiva and Shakti join forces. To uncoil the serpent at the root of your Muladhara chakra and descends upwards when one starts one's spiritual journey and becomes increasingly divine-oriented. Shiva's power animal, the snake, adorns him like a necklace at all times. It coils three times and symbolizes past, present and future. Shiva is said to be the lord of all creatures, a destroyer of evil and conqueror of fear. Part of your work as a shaman is to free yourself from religious conditioning which restricts and binds your power and keeps you in um, ignorance and in blindness and blind faith. Ignorance is not bliss in this case and it doesn't help with your learning or your journey forward. So it takes you far away from your oneness and all that is. So when you encounter beings you don't like, you will have to differentiate between what you don't like, which has been caused by your fears and your own ignorance basically, and also by your intuition, which may warn you of true danger. If you already have one or several power animals, this will be much easier as the behavior of your power animal will indicate whether the being in front of you can be trusted or not. In case of a doubt, be friendly and polite while reserved and while also being reserved and cautious. Uh, use a vigilant approach at all times until you are able to experience the full scope of the underworld and have your spirit guides and power animals with you. Do not let your guard down. Among the many plants in your underworld, you will find your personal power plants. This can also be your companions on a journey. And the spirit of the plant can look very different uh, from an actual plant and physical reality. So when I say an underworld power plant, it can be in the form of an animal, it can be an insect or even be dragon-like. All depends on what plant it is that is your personal power plant. When you are working with the spirit of a plant, you will know its spirit form. This work will require more experience and skill than working with power animals. And never take a plant spirit with you to your safe place unless you're absolutely certain that it is your power plant and has indicated to you that it wants to work with you. And unless you are experienced enough to know whether it really is what it appears to be. Remember, beings in the spirit world can disguise themselves, change their shape and delude you if you are inexperienced or gullible. Uh, besides power animals and power plants, you can also find elementals of various types. They can be good or bad elementals. We aren't talking about elementals of earth, fire and water here, but elementals of relationships, both uh, undesirable relationships and desirable. Elementals of your habits and addictions, vices, basically. So working with your elementals is advantageous. And it takes a lot of advanced healing work and maybe beyond the scope of this podcast. We can discuss this further in a future podcast. If you are really, really interested, uh, I can take this further. Knowledge of elementals and how to deal them is essential for shamanic healing. Uh, however, very few sh- uh, modern day shamans actually seem to know about how you can handle elementals. 
there can be humans in your underworld as well if you can find a clan of celtic seers dancing around a fire for instance it may be because you have a strong scandinavian influence from past lives however before trusting anybody blindly you may have to get to know them and visit your underworld a couple of times uh, speak with these tribes and develop personal rapport and friendships like you would in real life and should you find any negative tribes such as cannibals then you may have to assume that you are under psychic attack and have had contact with a sorcerer shaman so if it is a cannibalistic kind of a tribe that you're encountering this means you are under sorcery influence of sorcery or dark magic in the real world remember it is your underworld so do not let negative forces take residence there if you are up against any form of darkness or dark magic or sorcery uh, it may be difficult to be strong uh, i myself am specialized in helping people who are damaged because of dark magic or experiencing soul loss you may email me and explain your issues and we can work on it together uh, we are not talking about your run of the mill haunting or run of the mill elements here elementals yeah we are talking about all kinds of negative entities and uh, bad earthbound spirits uh, i'm not trying to scare you <laughs> similarly if you find your ex lover a family member your boss or a familiar face in your underworld then they or someone else is shape shifting as them and may have taken power from you and are taking still taking it on an energetic level even as you are looking at them and talking to them you have to back away retrace your steps back to your safe place then you will need to get rid of them we will talk about cutting etheric cords with dark entities sorcerers or the people in your life who have taken pieces of your soul uh, in the next or a future podcast sometimes it happens over a period of time by different people wherein your soul has been a piece of your soul has been taken by different people Uh, different uh, people who have hurt you across across uh, time and sometimes it could also be taken by one person or entity that is why in english there are so many words for emotional wounds and uh, they usually all talk about losing your heart heartbreak losing a piece of yourself etc a soul retrieval can be a dangerous journey for the inexperienced always have an uh, a practice practiced a uh, shaman a practitioner at hand who knows what it is to go into the underworld and how you can make your spiritual journey in the healing process please do not dabble in this on your own the rule of thumb is there shouldn't be any people in your underworld unless they are your spirit guides and friends from cultures you have a strong affinity affinity with like i explained earlier a tribe of people they shouldn't be people you know from the real world if you encounter any other being from 3d in your personal underworld and i use the word personal because because it is our personal sacred journey therefore any surprise element or uh, any any surprise elements are unwelcome and you need to be wary some shamans that indulge in dark magic can try to make a connection to your underworld and let their vampiric tribe in 
which can drain you of your power and vitality even your spirituality will get sucked away without you knowing that it is even happening to you it has happened to me once if you are under psychic attack you may also find demons and entities in your underworld i have helped friends and family members through soul retrieval journeys uh, believe me it is not an easy task make sure you destroy the person or entities or demons in your underworld who are seeking to uh, suck away or uh, feed off of off of your energies and if you do not know how to destroy them and you can't do it on your own i ask that you seek the help of a skilled shamanic healer with experience in dealing with dark entities or magic he or she may have must have integrity at all times uh, in fact i would also be very happy to assist you if you need uh, help from me you can email me at uh, jenny clark author jenny clark at gmail.com a u t h o r j e n n e y c l a r k at gmail.com in the next podcast we shall talk about the skill sets or tools you will need on your journey with energy feeders and vampirism false shamanism amongst other things further we shall talk about my own process with kundalini awakening when we work with our shadow self as in the soul retrieval journey and ancestral healings you will understand that this experience of being reborn is indeed a spiritual awakening the fear of death can no longer control your existence and you will have a purpose and realize the oneness of the multiverse and all that things are sacred I'm now sending you sacred divine energy and an abundance of goddess blessings. Namaste. See you around in the next podcast. Listening to Jenny Clark.